Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. These stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, Call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE. Or go to timesharejesse.com. Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. This is the Jesse Kelly Show.
let me ask you a question. Let's say there's a dude. This dude approaches another guy. Start talking about various business dealings with him. Becomes his friend. Good, good friend. They do some traveling around together, checking some stuff out. One day, the man who befriended him lures him into a home where he and a couple of his buddies execute him. Now, the dude who befriended the other guy and then executed him, would you consider that a bad dude or a good dude? We'll come back to that. Latvia. Let's discuss a country you probably don't know much about. And guess what? Welcome to the party. Here's what you need to know for today's purposes about Latvia. An Eastern European country. Think Northwestern Russia. If Russia had an organ, it would be Latvia. That's about where she is. I realize that's a bit simplistic, but I'm a simple man. And some of the most undertold stories of World War II are the Eastern European nations and the absolute horror they went through. Uh, In my opinion, the most undertold story of World War II is the fighting in Italy. Nobody talks about the fighting in Italy ever, and it's some of the fiercest fighting in the entire war. Vicious mountain fighting, Nazis dug into the mountains, fighting them. It was just amazing. But number two on my list as far as underreported, Eastern European nations. Try to walk, try to wrap your mind around one day you are an independent nation, a free nation. The next day you are invaded by Joseph Stalin and the Soviet Union And the next day after that, you're invaded by Adolf Hitler and the Nazis. That's not a horror movie. That's how it was for countries like Poland, who flat out got spit roasted by the Nazis and the the Soviets. You remember that whole deal in the beginning? No, Poland didn't even get a say. Stalin and Hitler sat down and they're like, well, I'll take the West part and you take the East. Sounds good, Joe. And the things that happened to those people without a country. And and it got worse, you know, as the war went along. First, you're split up by the, by the Soviets and the Germans. Okay, this is not good. Then they're rounding up your Jews and they're massacring them. Then Germany's going to push its way through, and now Germany owns the whole place. Okay, gosh, this, all right, that first we were split, and now it's the Nazis. All the Jews are dying. Gay people are dying. Handicapped people are dying. This is not good. And then the Soviets turn around and throw the Germans out of Russia and go storming back through your lands. You want to know 
why Poland is the way it is today? And when I say that, I mean, do you want to know why when all of Europe decided it was going to take a bunch of refugees, Poland was all, ah, no, I'm good. And all of Europe had all those horrible terrorist attacks, and there was Poland without any. And the European Union's threatening Poland every other day. You better take some refugees and Poland's up. Nah, I'm, I'm actually okay. Thanks. That's, that's going to be a no for me. You're welcome to, to, though, France. Let me know how it works out, okay? That's why Poland of today is shaped by that time. Latvia, obviously a much smaller country, not as an important, important, such a a jerk way to put it. Not as important as Poland, but on the world stage, not as important as Poland. I mean, somebody out there listening right now, undoubtedly has never even heard of Latvia. You thought it existed in the movies. It's a real place, but Latvia, they got it too. They didn't get split by the Nazis and the Soviets in the beginning. Latvia was part of the places. It was one of the places in the early parts of the war. We're talking 1940 that the Soviets just came in and took over. And I don't think I need to elaborate for you how that goes. When the communists go storming into your country and decide you're going to be communist too. It was not a soft occupation when the Soviet Union decided you're now part of the Soviet Union. In fact, they flat out executed most of the military and police officers right when they came in, ensuring that you don't have anybody to defend you. But you know, you know the history of it. We've talked enough about it on the show. The love affair between Stalin and Hitler, which they always hated each other anyway. Hitler hated commies. The love affair between Stalin and Hitler was always doomed for failure because Hitler always had his eyes on the Soviet Union. He hated commies. He wanted to occupy the Soviet Union. Everything else was just a slow build up to that. There was It was inevitable. So... The Germans start storming east. Well, guess what's east of Germany? Latvia. So Germany comes storming in. They throw out the commies. The Soviet Union's on their heels. They're retreating back into Russia, trying to fight and stay alive. It's, you know, the most vicious fighting ever. We've done a bunch of shows on it. We'll do a bunch more. Don't worry if you've missed them in the past. But now Latvia finds itself occupied by the Nazis. And talk about out of the frying pan into the fire. And Germany has a a unique perspective on Latvia. And it's not going to sound unique, but hear me out. Hitler, in the beginning, Hitler and all his scumbags, they didn't necessarily start out wanting to kill every Jew. That was not the goal. They hated Jews. They were open about hating Jews, but Hitler just wanted them out of his area. He hated them. He's he's certainly not going to cry in his Cheerios in the morning if you kill one, but 
Remember, Hitler tried mass deportation of his Jews first, and countries, <coughs> including us, were all, no, nah, we don't want them. It's a black mark on your, a black mark in history. It's ugly. Granted, I mean, you can make all the excuses in the world, and it's somewhat fair. I mean, hey, if we'd known what he was going to do when we sent him back, we would have taken him, but the truth is, Hitler wanted him gone. He just wanted him gone. Period. Blame him for everything. But he really, when he started taking over these smaller Eastern European countries, smaller, weaker European countries, he really had a goal at this point in time of making them, and I quote, Jew-free. Completely Jew-free. And that's going to get interesting. Now let's pause in our story for a moment and go back to Latvia pre-German occupation. That's a little overview of it. But Latvia is a small country. And smaller countries especially have heroes. Let's talk about a national Latvian hero in just a second. Jesse Kelly. I'm so excited to get my new battle box. And, and look, the truth is the kids are probably more excited than I am, but I can't confirm that. That's that's definitely not a guarantee. <laughs> I love the thing. I just, you'll find yourself when you go to battlebox.com with no E and you get a subscription starting at just $30 a month, by the way. You'll find yourself looking forward to it as if you have a birthday every single month. I have never even heard of a subscription service like BattleBox. They give you outdoor gear, survivalist gear, and new gear every single month. And I should mention quality gear and instruction on how to use it. You can watch the video. You can read. Go to BattleBox.com with no E. That's BattleBox.com. Do not forget to use the promo code JESSE. Save yourself 20%. Countries have their heroes, and prior to World War II, Latvia certainly had one. And one of theirs was a man, an aviator by the name of Herbert Kukers. Herberts, well, you can look up a picture of him to this day. And ladies, make sure you're sitting down if you do. You want to talk about rugged good looks. H-E-R-B-E-R-T-S-C-U-K-U-R-S. He was a celebrity. Ladies, man, man about town. And when I say aviator, this is an age. Remember, we're still in the, I don't want to say early days of flight because we're in the 40s now, but you're a pilot back then. That's really cool. Pilot's cool today, right? Pilots don't have any problems picking up chicks. Pilot's pretty cool today. It's real cool back then. And this dude's taking long flights, doing cool stuff. They loved him. I cannot emphasize this enough. National hero in Latvia. 
Guy isn't buying many beers when he walks into the bar. And a real intellectual type, or at least tries to be, always having different meetings, reading books with people, having, he's just one of these guys. Tons of friends who are Jews, and I mean tons of them. Professors, you know, that lawyers, quit, Chris, we can make jokes. But, you know, I, I, he was friends with a bunch of Jews, and all seriousness, it's, it's part of the story. Russia comes storming in. He decides he's going to collaborate with the Russians. Let's just, hey, you know, let's go along to get along. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm on the Russian side now. I'm a Soviet. Proud to be one. All right. little snaky. Real, little snaky, but okay. Times are tough. Scary times. Not going to judge you, Herberts. Then the Germans come. And we need to pause for a moment and explain what happens when Germans would invade these Eastern European countries. When Germany would invade, they would attempt to and always succeed enlist a certain percentage of the local population to do much of their dirty work. And when I say dirty work, I mean the dirtiest of the dirty work. And to the everlasting shame of so many people in some of these countries, there were plenty of volunteers. That old statement, better to be at the right hand of the devil than in his path, it's really revealing about human nature. Nazis come storming into your town today. You're hearing stories of atrocities they've committed all over the world. They knock on your door. Hey, producer Chris, need you to come down to the office and put on an SS patch because we want you to help us hunt down some Jews around here. You know where the Jews are. We need you to come hunt down from Jews. And I know what you're saying right now. Same thing producer Chris is saying. Absolutely not. Go screw yourself. Okay, well, I'm going to shoot you and your wife and kids in the face then. Makes that decision a little more difficult, doesn't it? Not trying to excuse anybody who did any of the traitorous, horrible things, but understand that's reality. That's their reality. That's the world they're living in, period. Cookers, though, was a special kind of scumbag. And this is me telling you he's a special kind of scumbag. I'm the one who makes excuses for Genghis Khan. And this guy was a special kind of scumbag. You see, Cookers was a man, probably considered himself a survivor. Cookers knows he's in serious trouble with the Germans because Germans were not only hunting down and rounding up the Jews in Latvia, they were hunting down and rounding up all the Soviet collaborators in Latvia to make sure we can get rid of that particular problem. They know about Kukers, but Kukers steps up and says, Whoa, you don't, we got no problem here. I actually hate Jews too. I'll be I'll I'll do your Nazi thing. And some of the Nazi thing, the Odsense groupie, that's the 
That was the German group responsible for purging Jews as they moved east through Russia. Part of their thing was they really wanted the local population, not just because they knew the who's who and what's what. It's because it gave them great plausible deniability. You know, you have so much separation. I didn't shoot all those Jews. Talk to the Latvians. They were the ones killing them. Never let anybody tell you the Germans, the Nazis, didn't know what they were doing was very, very wrong and would be looked at very poorly. There, There's documentation extensively. They knew throughout the war, uh, okay, we're going to kill all these Jews, but we've really got to cover this up here. They knew what would happen if the world found out. They knew they were doing evil. So Herbert's signs up. The Nazis take him in. Now, maybe, just maybe, you can excuse a man for signing up with the Nazis to try to save his life. I certainly hope I wouldn't be that man. I hope you wouldn't be that man or woman. But you can see it, right? Gun to your head. Gun to your kid's head. Join or die. Okay. It's at least a difficult decision. You don't necessarily have to approach the Jew killing with quite the uh, passion of Herbert's Herbert's was not a man ashamed of what he was doing shoulders slumped going all over town just kind of following orders but doing the bare minimum maybe sneaking out a a kid or a woman every now and then so they don't get killed Herbert's decides he's going to go all in remember all those Jewish friends he had Shows the Nazis where all of them are. Had a bunch of Jewish neighbors hiding out. Herberts knew where they were. Showed the Nazis where they were. The, the Nazis begin gathering the Jews in ghettos. Now, you hear a lot of ghetto talk when it comes to uh, World War II and the Holocaust. Just know a ghetto was simply... The crappy part of town, the Nazis would stash all the Jews in and put barbed wire up around it. Now, why did they do this? Well, that question gets a little interesting. They didn't always know for sure. They knew they wanted the Jews gone. They didn't know whether they were going to end up deporting them all, slaughtering them all, working them all to death as slave labor. They just knew we need to gather them all up here for whenever we decide what we're going to do with them. That's why you gather up all the Jews in a ghetto somewhere. They got their own ghetto in Latvia. Herberts was more than happy to patrol and kill At this point in time, he takes in a Jewish woman into his home. You can read some things that call her his wife. Let's just clarify something. This woman was not his wife. Even if he called her his wife, she was forced to exist in a pretty rough world. I'll let you use your imagination. Had his children and such. Very rough world. Pay the lady the respect she deserves. This is not some lady who was gushing over Herbert's. And eventually the Nazis have to make a decision. There's actually a huge argument in the German part in in Germany at this time, what to do with the Jews as in their economy is hurting. 
and they have a huge war machine, a bunch of materials and things needed. You need bodies able to work it. And where are, your, all, where are all your young men when you're at war? They're out fighting. Hang on. Simply Safe provides outstanding home security with no contract. Let me say that again. Simply Safe provides outstanding home security with no contract. All these home security companies, and I know because I've dealt with all of them, they lock you into long contracts. Why? Because they know they're not providing a service that you love at a great price, Simply Safe doesn't have to worry about contracts. For as little as $15 a month, they provide you professionally monitored home security. And they have everything you need. They have sensors. They have cameras. You just go to simplysafe.com slash Jesse. You pick out what you want. They mail it to you. You open the box, place the sensors, and boom, you're done. Professionally monitored home security. SimplySafe.com slash Jesse. That's SimplySafe.com slash Jesse. That gets you free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. Well, there's a debate. Do we kill all these Jews? An internal debate in in the Nazi regime. Do we kill all these Jews we got here in Latvia? Do we work them all to death? Do we just separate the men out from the women because we want them working, kill all the men and women and children, and then work the men to death? These are are conversations they had. We have communications about that. It It is amazing how cold that is. And I'm not somebody who's uncomfortable with death and war and things like that. It's just I understand that. It, 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 you read this stuff and your jaw drops. They were just, they were just numbers. They were treated like rats. Ah, kill them. Ah, work. No, no. Let's work them to death. Don't. It's amazing. Eventually, they decide. You know. Let's go ahead and just kill a bunch of them. And part of the reason the Nazis were so evil, I mean, part of the reason they're considered to be the most evil in the minds of many people, it's not their ideology. It's not just their ideology. It's not just that they killed Jews and gypsies and, and, and all these others. It's because they were good at it. It's because they were German about it, calculating, thoughtful. You're bringing in scientists and engineers to figure out the best way to do it. Chris and I have had this talk on and off the air before. If you look at the things ISIS did, they are easily on par with Nazis for most evil people in history. I would say they surpassed them, but they weren't nearly as good at it. Didn't have the money, didn't have the resources, didn't have the... It just didn't have it. A lot of a lot of this is capability. And the Germans went hunting around Latvia for the good place to kill Jews. Latvia has a bunch of marshes. 
has some open areas. And they, of course, located the perfect place to kill a bunch of Jews. It was a thick forest, so we don't need everybody looking at what we're doing. And they even tested out the soil and found it was great soil to dig mass graves. Gosh, does that not make you sick? And it was called the Rambala Massacre. They began clearing out the ghetto. And guess who was there? Organizing things, shooting people, pointing things out. Good old former friend of the Jews, Herbert Herberts. They marched these people at 18 degrees, six miles, men, women, children, pregnant people. They even tell them to bring luggage with them so they'll be less nervous because the Jews obviously knew what had happened in other places. It's called the Rambala Massacre, and I'm not going to dwell on it today because, believe it or not, it's not even about what the day's really about, but it's, it's, a, it's an ugly tale. It's exactly what you'd think. All told, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30,000 Jews, roughly, are slaughtered in, mass, in Latvia, buried in mass graves, and good old Herbert's Cougars is right there in the middle of the action directing it, participating in it personally. And here's the thing about Herberts. Everyone knows who he is. Isn't that bizarre to think about? Think of somebody who would be nationally recognized now across the country. Somebody, anybody. Oprah. It would be on par with Oprah participating in massacres. Everybody knows who you are. And there are going to be survivors. The Soviets knew who he was. The Germans did. Everybody in Latvia did. They know who this guy is. He's a celebrity. Participates. Now, fast forward a little bit. War ends. Germany loses. And understandably, old Herbert's Kukers wants to get out of town. Because the world is finding out now about the horrors of the Holocaust and they are understandably upset and wanting to hold somebody to account for it. War crimes, trials, you know about all of them. Herberts makes his way to the Catholic Church and gets a visa to go to Brazil. Now, I am not indicting the Catholic Church. Don't call and scream at me, Catholics. 877-377-4373. 877-377-4373. He did sell them on a bill of goods. There's a lot of rumor out there about things the Catholic Church did during the war, post-war, things that are ugly. And in fact, we'll dig into that one time because you know I love just getting controversial on the show. Let's just get screamed at today. However, that's not what I'm doing here. Herberts walks into the Catholic Church. They obviously, I mean, by all accounts, they had no idea what he had been doing. And he tells them, "Um, I'm in Latvia. The Soviets have taken back over now. They're persecuting me for my Christianity. Catholic Church is powerful, wealthy. They're like, well, let me help you get out of town, Herberts. And to to be clear, he did not use a false name. He gets out of town. They get him to Brazil and get this. They get him to Brazil with the Jewish woman that was his slave, for lack of a better way to put it. 
Herberts gets to Brazil, does not change his name there either, and settles down. He's, you know, still being Mr. Aviator. Now let's set this story aside for just a brief moment and go to Israel. Israel, as you know, coming up in the ranks, starting to become a thing now. And as Israel becomes its own nation, as they try to find their footing, the Arab world hated them. Well, hates them. They have to fight these wars. They have to figure out how to handle their internal security, how to handle their external security. Their internal security, by the way, is, a, is it's called Shin Bet. Think of that like their FBI. Their external security is Mossad. That's the CIA of theirs. It's the second largest intelligence gathering agency in the world next to the CIA. Mossad is no joke. And they are working out on top of how to deal with the Palestinians, the Egyptians, the Jordanians, they're, they're trying to figure out how to deal with all these countries who hate them. Treaties here, assassinations there, figuring out how to handle their external policy. They're also wrestling with how to handle former Nazis. What to do, what not to do. It is an argument in Israel. Let's hunt them down, let's arrest them. Let's just, let's hunt them down and murder them all. No, we can't do that because Israel is, they're in a delicate situation. They know lots of the world hates them and countries understandably get a little bit upset when you go marching into their borders and executing somebody there. Don't think you can do that stuff just like they do in the movies without consequence. Even with allies, Britain can't just send an assassin over here to kill somebody within our borders without getting that cleared with us first. That's going to be an issue. But they are extremely invested in hunting down these Nazis, understandably so, and bringing them to justice. I'm reading this outstanding book right now. Highly recommend you read it called Rise and Kill First. I forget who the author is. Oh, well, I just plugged his book anyway. Rise and Kill First. It's about the establishment of Israel and their, you know, their assassination programs and things like that. What was his name, Chris? Ronan Bergman, I guess, is the author's name. They have decisions to make. They're hunting down Nazis. They want some of these guys dead. And Germany, well, Germany is making some mistakes. Hang on. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen. For late nights writing English papers. For your teen's music taste. For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with you. For the first time, they call you mom. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen, and you can't imagine the reward. To learn more about adopting a teen, visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Part-time job, full-time hustle, all-time Shiro to all of us. 
You nurture, we listen. You teach, we thrive. You lift our spirits, but we've got to lay down the truth. It's time for you, our Shiro, to stretch for the stars. Start saving more for retirement now so you can feel prepared and live your life to the fullest. Get free tips to help boost your retirement savings now at aceyourretirement.org slash Shiro. A message brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. In Germany, they had an old law from the 1800s, an old statute of limitations law that also applied to murder. Post-World War II Germany was understandably wrestling with exactly how to address what they were going through. And in their defense, think about having to actually address that. Think about being discovered that your nation just committed the worst genocide in the history of mankind and was led by an antichrist. Think about what you go through as your national pride. What what does that do to your national pride? We did what now? And how much do you address it? How far do you go? Okay, say sorry. All right, well, sorry's not enough. Okay, do this. I, I don't know. It would be difficult, right? It's not like you can give 6 million Jews their lives back. I don't even know how many Russians. I think it's 20 million. It's something absurd. The Poles, oh, gosh, didn't get better in Poland. How, how? I sympathize is what I'm saying. I sympathize. And how long... Do you let the rest of the world come after your citizens? And I know what you're saying, but they were Nazis. You're right. They are Nazis. They were Nazis. I I get that. Yeah. But, okay, forever? So Germany's struggling with it. Israel, understandably, is highly invested in getting rid of this statue of limitations thing. And I'll tell you, it was a worldwide controversy. The world was all over Germany saying, hey, whoa, whoa, I don't want to hear a statue of limitations. And we're talking the 60s. They were in the 60s here now. That's 20 years after the, after the war's over. Mossad, Israeli leadership, decide they need to send a message. They need to send a message not just to Germany, but to the world that there are still monsters out there that need to be held accountable. They get the idea to go kill Herberts. Not arrest, go kill Herberts. So they put together this plan straight out of the spy movies. They have to figure out how to get to him. So they use, remember, Mossad is outstanding at this. They use people that you would never think they can use. They used a German-born guy, one of their agents. He was German-born, and both of his parents had been killed in the Holocaust. So he was, needless to say, uniquely invested in getting some justice. And he decides to disguise himself as a businessman, a businessman 
who will give Herberts some fame and fortune again, shows up in Brazil and makes himself Herbert's buddy. They're friends. He wants to start this travel company. However, they do have one problem. For political reasons, they do not want to kill Herbert's in Brazil. They want to kill him somewhere else. So you really have to get to know a guy. And they got to know him real well. Eventually, they lured him to Uruguay where they led him into a house. Massage agents were waiting for him. And Herbert's never came out. In case you were wondering if Israel tried to hide this, this was the statement they sent to media outlets in South America and Germany before the body was discovered. Quote, Taking into consideration the gravity of the charge leveled against the accused, namely that he personally supervised the killing of more than 30,000 men, women, and children, and considering the extreme display of cruelty which the subject showed when carrying out his tasks, the accused, Herbert's Cookers, is hereby sentenced to death. Accused was executed by those who can never forget on the 23rd of February, 1965. His body can be found at Casa Cubertini, Cale, Colombia, Septima Seccion del Departamento del Canelones, Montevideo, Uruguay. He's dead. This is why. Here's where you can come pick up the body. That is so sweet. I'm sorry. That's really cool. I don't care who you are. That's cool. So way back to the beginning of the show, you remember the beginning of the show? Is that murder? Is that murder? Maybe hard to answer because, I mean, who roots for the Nazis, right? Who's going who's gonna to pull for old Herberts here? The truth is... There's this way of thinking out there. I'm going to be as delicate as possible here, but there's this way of thinking out there that is absurdly naive and wrong. You know what that way of thinking is? Hang on, I'll explain. Had an outstanding night's sleep last night, thanks again to Ebb Sleep. And once you start sleeping, you realize how terrible you felt when you weren't sleeping. You can get in a fog. You can be not sleeping for so long that you just accept that's how you're supposed to feel. It's not how you're supposed to feel, and you don't have to accept it. Ebb Sleep is a wearable device, it's not pills. It's not a new mouthpiece or a new pillow. It's a wearable device. You put it on your head. It applies precise, continuous cooling to your forehead area, putting you asleep faster and keeping you asleep. 
Go get yourself an Ebb Sleep. They're letting you try it risk-free. Risk-free for 60 days. Go to tryeb.com slash jesse. That's tryeb.com slash jesse. Don't forget to use the promo code jesse at checkout for 25 bucks off. I hear this all over the place. Violence is never the answer. Yes, it is. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of in my life. Of course it is. Do you know what your little son needs to do when he's being bullied in school to solve the problem? He needs to ball up his fist and smash it into somebody's face. I don't love that. That's life. That's how life works. Telling little Timmy to go tattle is going to make his life twice as worse as it or twice as bad as it already was. You know how you stop Nazis? You shoot them in the face. I don't love that. That's life. Violence is never the answer. <laughs> Grow up. Jesse Kelly Show. On the Jordan Harbinger Show, you'll hear amazing stories from people that have lived them, from spies to CEOs, even an undercover agent who infiltrated the Gambino crime family. You're about to hear a preview of the Jordan Harbinger Show with Jack Garcia, who did just that. My career was 24 out of 26 years, was solely dedicated working undercover. Now I walk in, I'm in the bar. Now there's a barmaid there, good looking young lady. She's serving me drink. Hey, what would you like? I usually, my drink was, give me a kettle, one martini, three olives, glass of water on the side. I finish the drink. The guys come in. I'm going to go, go in my pocket, take out the big wad of money. Bam, I give her $100. If you're with the mob, I say, hey, Jordan, you're on record with us. That means we protect you. Nobody could shake you down. We could shake you down, but you're on record with us. For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.